0: Hello, this is voice actor, Wally Wingert, and the Riddler, Edward Nigma. Hello. (laughs) And Adam West, the 1966 Batman with superhero stuff. You should know. You should know this too, Riddler, you foul fiend. I know everything, you cowled clod. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Not superhero stuff you should know. This is the Big Ben Bat, and with me is
1: Andrew lawman. powder keg full of balls the third. So there was a full of balls <laughs> the first and the second. Yes it was a long line. Again <laughs> his fa- my father and his yes. father before him.
0: And everyone was full of balls.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Uh, and uh, another riddle: What superhero podcast is has gone from three to two? That is us, because our third co-host Zach, the Joker, the oh, yeah. Joker Fireside Chat, is out this episode. No, he was not taken hostage by the Riddler. If you follow Zach on Instagram, you might have seen that Zach is now a father. So,
1: can you believe on. that shit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what a <Him>? slacker! <laughs> 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 Priorities are clearly not in check. So he's not able to <laughs> yeah. make the recordings, uh, but he'll get his act together at some point. But yeah, no, uh, we wish <laughs> Zach and his wife and his family and the newborn our uh, best and stuff. So uh, that's awesome.
1: Hands it's up. awesome. He's a he's a dad. He's on paternity leave, basically, mm-hmm. from the podcast. Don't know when he's going to be back. So <laughs> we'll, we're figuring this out as we go along. Yes. So yeah, he just had to start a goddamn family all of a sudden. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more
0: important things than talking about the
1: Riddler? <laughs> to be a, some yes. jackasses on the internet?
0: <laughs> 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 Alright, well, at some point he'll be back, but uh, until then, he- whoa. Until then, uh, we, can, uh, go back to, um, we can go back to, we can go back to, I guess,
1: just you and me, my friend. On this this so, is how uh, it's been yeah. before the time of Zack. Indeed, yes. So uh,
0: we've done the unmade versions of Penguin and the unmade versions of Catwoman. Let's talk about the unmade versions of the next major Batman villain we're going to see on screen soon, and that's the Riddler. So unlike the previous episodes on Penguin and Catwoman where I started about, you know, the scripts that led up to Batman 89, we're not going to start with 89. We're actually going to start much earlier with Batman 66. So here we go. Here's Frank Gorshin up here. The okay. Late, great Frank Gorshin originated the role of the Riddler in live action and was the first villain in the 1960s show. He's in the first two episodes of the entire series. That's so right. Robin's
1: off. figuring out everything. <laughs> to... so,
0: though though Batman does end up correcting him. Like Robin figures out uh, yeah. the riddle, but then Batman figures out towards the end, like, well, no, actually, it means this Robin. So, yeah, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: So uh, that ends up helping. But this basically catapulted Riddler into the A-list category of Batman villains. Thanks to uh, Gorshin's betrayal here, here. And Gorshin himself is nominated for an Emmy for his performance throughout the really? first season. I, I forgot about this. Yeah.
1: I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So he, I think he was the only one, which is which is a hell of a, a compliment considering you've also got Burgess Meredith, Cesar Romero, uh, you know, Julie Newmar, George Sanders, like all these big time actors. And, uh, you know, he hits it really big with this one, with the Riddler. And it's it sets the tone for... The Riddler in general for the rest of uh the legacy. Uh also, Gorshin was uncomfortable wearing this Leotard outfit that the character was <laughs> was known for. So they're like, eh, we'll put you in this suit, a business suit type of thing with the bowler hat. And oh yeah. That's what gets incorporated into the comics later. So uh we kind of have Gorshin's discomfort to thank for this upgrade in the costume. Well, that's
1: interesting. Yeah, they didn't a lot of them didn't like tights, man. They really yeah. didn't.
0: Well, I'm sure you know. he's, like, looking at Burgess Meredith. He's like, well, you get to be in a suit. He looks at Romero. You get to be in a suit. I mean, again, he's the first one, so he probably did this later on. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, he was like, just put me in something more comfortable than the skin-tight stuff. You know, Joker doesn't wear anything skin-tight. Penguin doesn't wear any skin-tight. But, you know, Gorshin, you know, precedes these other actors, uh, and he actually shows up first in this suit before he shows up in the leotard in that first episode. So, again, okay. setting the tone. But uh, there are episodes meant to be for Frank Gorshin's Riddler that we didn't end up getting to see. So I thought it was important to bring this up since we haven't, you know, we've covered some other Riddler stuff in regards to Batman Forever, but we haven't really covered it in terms of the uh, Batman 66 stuff. So he uh, he
1: wasn't real quick. He wasn't a list before this show.
0: Not really. No, no. Okay. he showed up in a couple things and then they're just like, hey, why don't we adapt this comic story? For the first couple of episodes, the remarkable ruse of the Riddler was the okay. uh, was the comic story, and so they adapted that, and that became the the pilot. That became the opening of Batman sixty six, and and uh, the Riddler became famous due to the show, uh, even more famous than when he was in the comics beforehand. Starting in That's cool. So uh, he's so Gorshin is huge with the Riddler in the first season. He's in a bunch of episodes. He's in the sixty six movie, and then for some reason. If you look at the catalog in, in Batman 66, Frank Gorshin is not in season two at all of Batman 66. And I'm f- I found conflicting reasons on why. And I have my own opinions on which one I think is true. One says that Frank wanted a pay raise considering like, hey, he just got he got the Emmy nomination and he was in a lot of yeah. other episodes. You know, he was part of the movie. He's a big part of the show. Uh, and Dozier apparently said no. So William Dozier, the the executive
1: producer for that. That's really likely. That's the yeah. most. Was it Occam's Razor? Like he, yeah. <laughs> he, he yes. did win an Emmy. Like yeah. he probably did deserve. I think he was nominated. One. I don't think he won, but he, oh, still nominated. He still he's only one it. nominated. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's so, has a shitload of episodes. Also, it's like mm-hmm. you know you can understand why. Yeah, yeah, and he elevates this
0: character into pop culture. So yeah, I get it. Uh, the other account is according to. Uh, supposedly according to Gorshin himself, that he had a prior commitment to a regular nightclub gig he was working at. And I'm just like, I don't know about that, because I'm just like, if you had a regular nightclub gig, then wouldn't you have had that in the first season as that well? Can't be,
1: and that can't be paying more than this show. This is the hottest show at the time.
0: Yeah, and also most the, We've watched Batman 66. Most of the stuff is during the day.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> There's, there's yeah.
0: not a lot of stuff that takes place at night, and when it is at night, it's like... Batman climbing up the thing. It's not usually Riddler outside at night that much, you know? (laughs) So I don't really buy it. Yeah. I don't really buy it as much. I think it's more likely he wanted the pay raise and, you know, rightfully so on that. And they didn't give it to him. So they're like, all right, we don't have Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, but we do have these Riddler scripts. So what do we do? So they did two different things. First thing they did was that they completely replaced the Riddler with The Puzzler. Oh,
1: yeah. That's right. The Puzzler is played by Maurice
0: Evans, who also leaves clues to his crimes through word puzzles. In two episodes, he's only in two episodes, (laughs) the puzzles are coming, and the duo is slumming because they did uh, two-parters. A lot of the stories were (laughs) two-parters. So uh, supposedly these episodes were written for the Riddler, and apparently the original titles, according to sources out there, were uh, A Penny for Your Riddles, And they're worth a lot more. So it was supposed to be Riddler episode. They ended up rewriting it to incorporate the puzzler. Uh, So who is on the right here? On the right is actually the comic book version of the puzzler. The puzzler was actually a Superman villain created by Jerry Siegel. However, uh, I don't know if this was deliberate. I feel like this is a coincidence. They're just like, oh, we don't have a Riddler. Let's just do a guy similar and do, I don't know, the puzzler and stuff. Because... I don't think Dozier has the rights to Superman characters.
1: So, That's true. It could be a coincidence, yeah. but it's kind of funny. Like, it's almost a crossover, and they didn't even know about almost. it.
0: Almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, funny enough, the puzzler is created in 1942 for Superman, Riddler is created in 1948. So, Superman had a puzzling villain before Batman did.
1: So, is it possible that uh, they didn't know about it in the comics, but the Riddler in the comics is based on the puzzler. (laughs) It's possible. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like all of these things actually can be true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, as you said, it's, it's possible. He was the inspiration for the Riddler in the first place anyway. And then, you know, maybe Dozier and company knew it, or maybe they didn't. But, uh, what is funny is that the puzzler is actually referenced in Batman forever. Jim Carrey's enigma, is, like, trying to brainstorm different names, and one of them is the Puzzler, most likely a reference to the 60s show,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So
0: uh, the Puzzler left riddles, or uh, puzzles, on uh, balloons, which is basically word puzzles. It's the same shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, they try to differentiate him from Frank Gorshin's Riddler, though, by changing his personality. So he is a Shakespeare-quoting gentleman type. So he's kind of like the Penguin in terms of personality.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> this just feels like ripe to bring back in some way for uh you know in uh, in rebirth. Like the puzzler know. versus the Riddler. The Riddler yeah, just like you're yeah. just a ripoff. Something like that, or he starts out in Superman Rebirth and crosses as a crossover there. I don't know. There, there could be yeah. some something fun there.
0: Bringing Clue Master 2 where it's just like the War of Riddles
1: and Puzzles and Clues. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind with these goddamn riddles and puzzles and goddamn clues and shit. <laughs> it's like
0: that was the worst summer.
1: <laughs> you, it's like, uh, it's like in Hush. You really are a piece of shit villain. <laughs>
0: Uh, so um you would you would have thought they would have disguised it a little more by giving like he's called the puzzler so maybe have some literal puzzles (laughs) instead of these like word things
1: wally wingert's got it right though in the in the sense that he portrays the riddler as just insufferable you know he's (laughs) just a dipshit and i think that's cool i mean we're gonna see probably the definitive one with paul dano here soon but Mm -hmm. uh yeah, that that him being insufferable is a good, um, <laughs> you know, character trait for him.
0: Well, especially for that game, for the Arkham games, he's supposed to be, yeah supposed to be pissed off yeah. that he, you know, you have twenty more Riddler trophies to go when you finish the story already, <laughs> and he's just taunting you yeah. throughout the whole time. <laughs> I know,
1: stupid so, ass trophies.
0: <laughs> the puzzler, yeah, does not he? He pretty much has riddles. Let, let's face it, this is a rewritten Riddler episode and he's trying to steal a billionaire's new jet and he gets foiled at the end I was hoping that there'd be a little bit more of taking advantage of the opportunity that you know I mean Batman does quote Shakespeare as well to sort of use with the puzzler the puzzler quotes Shakespeare Batman does as well but there's not I wish there was something where Batman's like well I'm a fan of the bard as well and then you cut to like the Shakespeare head you know on the desk because like oh yeah in every episode so like you would have thought that it, they would have at least brought attention to it, but not right. in that episode. And it's it's not the only Shakespeare-quoting villain. The Archer did that, too, uh, in another episode. <laughs> so I'm like, this is an interesting trope that keeps carrying over. Uh, but yeah, the puzzler only lasts in this two-parter, and I think they wanted to bring Gorshin back again in the second season. And it still didn't work, so they're just like, you know what? We recast Julian Newmar with Lee Merriweather, so let's recast the Riddler. So... We got the second live-action version of the Riddler, the Forgotten Riddler, the actor who gets left off of a lot of Riddler ranking lists. And that is Gomez himself, John Astin. Gomez from the Adam's family. I have forgotten
1: Riddler. about this entirely. He is the Forgotten Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. Well, he goes back to the tights. Look at this guy.
0: Yeah, he's in the tights in, in both episodes. I, I watched them recently on it. And, like, look if John Aston had originated the Riddler role, then he would have been fine. But the problem is you can't help watch this and be like, you're not Frank Gorshin.
1: Yeah. And that's the this problem. Is... You know? like, it, he, <laughs> that's a Astin problem. Yeah.
0: Aston tries to do his own thing to his credit. He doesn't try to impersonate Frank Gorshin. He tries to do his own thing, but it's just watching it is just a weird, like eh, you're a stand in. And it's, and it's that's how powerful Frank Gorshin is that when you make John Aston one of the big TV stars of that day and age, feel like a stand-in for your character. Yeah. Because it, is, it just shows how iconic he is. But Aston's big contribution to the mythos, though, is this question mark Kane. Mm, and he's... Holding. Okay.
1: Was that his idea, though? I don't think Was that's that... his
0: idea, but it comes in his specific episodes. And I don't think it comes back when Gorshin returns in season three. So... Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but... it's just... It's a, just such a specific style of acting, too. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's... It's hard. It'd be hard for most actors, probably, to really nail that. It's it's a very specific and wacky tone.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, like Ashton does try to do his best with the tone, but it's just like maybe they should have made you the other puzzler, or made yeah. you clue master or something like if it was somebody else, yeah, and it would have been fine. But since he's rither you're just like, eh. it's not the right. same. It's it. It almost feels as sacrilegious as if Adam West was replaced in two episodes.
1: Right. Of 66. right, right. Just like, whoever right,
0: you bring right. him in is is automatically screwed, even if it's like somebody who's big, like you know, John Aston. So
1: right. oh well. Ben, keep talking. I'm going to not even <laughs> cut this. I'm going to get this cat in this room. Hold on. <laughs> You've probably been hearing it. The cat we has have been hearing it. Peanut has separation anxiety. So he cover me bi- for emotions. a half second. Yes. So Peanut <laughs> Peanut has separation
0: anxiety. My Alfie is right next to me and sleeping. So He's clearly uh fine being right here, but in the meantime, <laughs> Andrew is back. And, I open the uh, door. <laughs> I open the door and he runs off. What the perfect, fuck Perfect, perfect. Okay. All right. Cat's <laughs> <work>. <laughs> And if you also have a cat, then you can get the whisker box. <laughs> hey, that's
1: how we that's how we do it here. <laughs> yeah. He'll come back the around. He only All box right. with a crazy cat, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If anybody listened to Kevin Smith, which I'm sure a lot of our audience has. He was always like, Shecky! Shecky! I I feel like this is my Shecky moment.
0: (laughs) I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, uh,
0: let's go then into the lead-up to the Burton movies. So, uh, as mentioned before, Burton had a couple times had the Riddler in the lead-up to 89 and in Batman Returns. So, one of those was in the treatment that he co-wrote with Julie Hickson. I bring this up for, again, another time, but... Riddler had a cameo in that when it came to Robin's origin. Robin is uh, basically created at some point during the movie. And in the treatment, Catwoman, Penguin, and Riddler all show up for just the scene and then peace out. So it's uh, it's kind of random. And there's Peanut. Hello,
1: Peanut. Peanut so. here in the visual, y'all. <laughs> this is the guy meowing the whole time. So, okay, Peanut. All right, oh. here we go. Uh, so Riddler <laughs> is
0: disguised as a clown when the Graysons are killed, and then he just leaves <laughs> at that point. So I
1: like Joker in a domino mask, by the way. I always like this image. He's like, you guys have masks? I'm going to have a mask, too.
0: Yeah, he he and Penguin are just like, why are you guys in this? Especially Joker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joker's most most striking, because yeah. we, we never really see him wear that but he's always you know inherently wacky so yeah and this this is the episode where he fucking flies the coop from the prison he has like the spring shoes and they're playing baseball or whatever
0: this is from the movie uh, oh it's from okay from the movie yeah the baseball one is from uh is when is the very first time he shows up
1: okay yeah yeah
0: yeah which is kind of interesting when you think about how like the first time people get to see a live action version of these characters the first time you ever saw joker was when he was playing baseball.
1: (laughs) And then he he flies the coop. He fucking springs out of prison. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's like statues of fucking like Laurel and Hardy and shit, like some old ass comedians in an episode, I remember.
0: Imagine if Matt Reeves does the Joker and the first time he does it, he's playing a baseball with the Archimedes. (laughs) The nerds are going to be like, what? (laughs) But we will stand up. What the fuck, man? Yeah, we'll stand up. So, this was the first instance of Burton bringing in Riddler. The other instance was actually in the script for Batman Returns or Batman 2, written by Daniel Waters. So, the characters of Josh and Jen from Batman Returns, Josh being the guy whose nose is gushing blood after Penguin bites it, uh, <laughs> these characters Man. were originally going to have a bigger part and were named Punch and Juliet, as we've brought up in previous episodes. And towards the end, you know, Max Shrek is gone, Penguin's been taken down. And they have to find other work. And Punch says, "Quote: I hear the Riddler is hiring." So that is cool. It's a little reference. And then they don't get employed by the Riddler because they get blown up by a bomb left by Penguin. So obviously, <laughs> they're not going to show up in the sequel. Uh, but uh, this this is a second attempt to bring in the Riddler into a Burton-directed project. So
1: I miss those uh, guys. A couple. Of <laughs> <laughs> Looking at them now. <laughs> Punch and Juliet. What a, a, <laughs> a dumbass name.
0: I kind of wish that uh, Josh would show up later on in the movie, but with like a bandage over his nose or something. Oh, like, yeah. Somebody may <laughs> carry that over. That would have been funny.
1: McDonald's has just saw that scene And they were like I don't know I don't know about this (laughs) I don't know anymore
0: (laughs) Get your Happy Meal toy With a nose gushing blood Josh (laughs) Squeezes his nose And blood comes out It comes
1: in the package To to, uh, Penguin and him And a fucking bite off nose That would have been amazing Actually McFarland should do that man Come on And then there's a penguin
0: When you squeeze it And like the uh, the bile comes
1: out Dude that'd be so cool actually That'd be amazing Yeah (laughs) 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 So. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be cool i mean we the 90s were also the time of gross toys if we remember so Gack yeah, and not? all that why not come on yeah
0: yeah so uh, as we know tim burton passed on the torch to joel schumacher in the third film and he helped hire the bachelors to help write the screenplay and then just kind of just left it to them and joel schumacher to write the next movie the next story and so they worked out that well who's the next most famous villain from batman 66 In pop culture who uh, we haven't done yet and that would of course be the riddler and warner brothers famously said well how about robin williams after we do the riddler so we have some concept art here of the uh, the riddler as they were developing it but we never really got to see williams in this role but thanks to our fan of the podcast logan wood we have some fan art plugging in robin williams into that concept art so Uh, this was concept art by Carlos Fuente and, uh, Logan put the Robin Williams face into this. So,
1: yeah, it's cool. uh, Yeah. Thank you for this art. It's awesome. Uh,
0: this would have been fitting as Williams bears a striking resemblance to the Riddler when he was first drawn by Dick Spring as I'm pulling up here. So here's the Riddler. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) In 1948.
1: Yeah. So it looks like, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. What's his? Hunter S. Thompson? In, in, the, in the other panel, yeah. Yeah, in the other panel. <laughs> also,
0: just to bring this up, Edward Niggler is supposed to be in, like, middle school or high school in this first panel. On <laughs> I'm like, no, you look like Robin Williams in the 80s.
1: <laughs> he looks like he's 45. <laughs>
0: wow. Well. Like, like, everyone else around him, they're like, okay, they look like teenagers. They look like kids. Him, you're just like, what?
1: Yeah, this is... um. Yeah, I would. I I wouldn't think that he was. He's a kid from looking at this visual. This looks yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And this other guy looks like he's gonna. It's the same guy, right? This is the Riddler in the next panel.
0: And yeah, well, before he becomes the Riddler, but yeah, when he's a little yeah. more grown up.
1: Okay, it looks like he's about to lead children into his van. <laughs> in this shot. <laughs> For the yep. for the for the oral listener, he's got like glasses on. He's holding up what the fuck is this three and four? What is that?
0: He, he's it's a puzzle thing because he's like a carnival barker. Pu- oh movies, yeah, so he, he has
1: he's, up. he's wearing sunglasses, a fucking fedora, a suit and tie, but just looks you know shady as hell. Yeah, and just holding up some little trinket.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that is that's the original <laughs> version of the riddler. So it seems natural that Robin Williams would have been you know the choice to do it. And uh, we have some more of, of Logan's work on incorporating Williams into the Carlos Fuente um, concept art as well as uh, uh, a little bit more of nice. a brought-to-life version of Robin was
1: Williams. This, was this Uslan's idea or somebody else's? I think it was just the studio
0: uh, at this point because, like, okay. it, it's a popular idea. I think even back in the in 89, you know, there were there were rumors of just like, oh, who would be good for the next few villains? Well, you got the Penguin. DeVito would be good the Robin Williams would be good. Like they were, you know, before people started fan casting John Hamm as Batman and William Dafoe as Joker.
1: You know, like these were was, the fan casts of the it time. It was Robin Williams,
0: yeah. Robin Williams as the Riddler was the big fan cast. It seemed like such an obvious thing.
1: It's, so, I mean, you know, granted, even though like it's, it feels like the studio did have a good idea for once. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like we're we're we know that Warner Brothers has kind of a checkered checkered record going on here yeah Mm -hmm. so uh
0: many people still believe that robin williams was tim burton's choice for a darker take on riddler in like a batman return sequel but it's just it's just not true you know the original draft of batman forever was you know something that had the overall the same story overall character portrayals were similar as the final film so the robin williams that who would have been in the role would not have been a dark one-hour photo insomnia, Robin Williams, in a dark... (laughs) I forgot about one-hour
1: photo. My God. I saw that in the theater. That was all right.
0: Yeah. He would have been the same over-the-top, flamboyant Riddler that we got in the film as played by Jim Carrey. So, you know... Yeah. It It would have been a similar take, yeah. It would have been similar. Yeah. It would have been similar. So, uh, according to our interview with The Bachelors, who wrote the script, there was a salary dispute... They, he wanted too much money, and and Keaton himself also wanted a ton of money. So, uh, Warner Brothers and Schumacher decided to go with Jim Carrey instead. According to one of our fans, I believe it was Greg or Craig, uh, who read it in a Premiere magazine. Jim Carrey apparently had the idea of wanting a question mark shaved into his head, which actually predates the New Fifty Two designs and this image from the animated Hush movie, where the question mark is on his forehead,
1: which stapled is, in pretty much, which it looks is stapled like, in, yeah, yeah. It's stupid. That says too much. <laughs> it would be too much of a headache to fucking uh, to solve any goddamn riddles. <laughs> you know?
0: So apparently the re- it didn't go through because Carrie was going through divorce court at the time and didn't want to show up in court. <laughs> I guess claiming custody for his kids with, like, with a question mark in his head. So uh, <laughs> they decided to get away with it. And to be honest, I'm glad it didn't happen. Um, it yeah, does...
1: it's for the best, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: It would have fit in with Schumacher's world, don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, eh, I don't, I just, I just don't like this look in general. He doesn't need to have the question mark on his body. I just, he doesn't yeah. need it. Um, yeah. It is, however, in the Batman Forever novelization in the finale that specifies that his question mark, there's a question mark shaved into his head. So uh, it made it somewhere. Uh,
1: but okay.
0: They didn't go with this. So instead, thanks to Logan, uh, who sent this to Zach? We have some behind-the-scenes test photos of Jim Carrey in the Riddler outfit. So, this, on first glance, looks pretty close to what we got. But if you look a little closer, on like the bottom two photos, it looks like Jim Carrey is not actually wearing a mask. He's got what looks like eye makeup around his they, eyes.
1: This is they're doing the Arrow season yeah. one thing.
0: Yeah, this is pre Arrow. <laughs> this is the Stephen Amell thing uh, yeah. of that. So it's interesting that they. Considered that, and also the, I think the material is different on his costume. If you take a look here, yeah, uh, it's almost like this, it almost looks like this velvet pajama type of thing. Uh, yeah, looks comfy. Looks comfy. Yeah. Probably more comfy than the actual thing.
1: It's channeling gorshin for sure. I could see Jim Carrey being a huge fan of '66 yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah,
0: really, the Jim Carrey Riddler is Carrey putting his stamp on it with you know Gorschian's legacy almost um you know making it feel like it's it's appropriate and it is you know yeah it's awesome it's jim carrey in the 90s he was
1: yeah he was killing it man yeah it's funny that jim carrey in the 90s was cheaper than somebody than robin
0: williams because
1: he had he he had gotten to that well maybe not quite yet but he it wasn't far off from the 20 million dollar a movie mark right like he was the number one paid actor for a while you would have
0: thought, you know with you got Ace Ventura, you got The Mask, you've got Dumb and dumb, Like, you've got always one hit after another. He was on just a huge streak. So, yes. yeah, it does seem weird to say that, oh, yeah, he's he'll be cheaper than Robin Williams. You're just like, wouldn't they be around the same
1: <laughs> price? I guess Robin Williams guess had more not. of a legacy at he this does, point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, He'd been in a lot more movies. So, I guess so. But in general, though, Carrie uh, got the part, and uh, this is the final look they went with as done in the poster with uh, this pose of his two elbows together.
1: So <laughs> this uh, was my costume when I was a kid Yeah, for Halloween one year. And I was self-conscious because it was just a <laughs> tight leotard. I was walking around school at night <laughs> for the Halloween party there or whatever. Oh yeah. man. They, uh,
0: they might've done some Photoshopping in the crotch region on this. Yeah, it's uh, possible. Poster yeah. So that you wouldn't
1: see anything, but so, uh, yeah. It's it's possible. This it, it, this shows everything, dude, this fucking <laughs> costume. The Jim Carrey Riddler is
0: easily identifiable from other Riddlers by I think the red hair, you know, which Yeah. you know, overall does bring up a good point that is underrated about this version of Riddler, which is that it is the first time I feel ever that it makes sense for Riddler to wear a costume cuz mm. in previous versions it's just like You kinda already know it's Edward Nigma. You know in the animated series, like he's easily identifiable. Batman already knows who it is. He doesn't really need to do this duality thing, but Batman Forever specifically makes Riddler a sort of mirror image version, a funhouse mirror image version of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Where they're just like, there's Batman and Bruce Wayne, there's Edward Nigma and the Riddler. People don't know that they're one and the same. So Edward Nigma looks like regular Jim Carrey. And then the Riddler is in this flamboyant, bright green leotard outfit with the red hair and the mask. And like from a distance, you're not going to immediately think like, oh, that's Edward Nigma, head of Nigma Tech, because you're yeah. just distracted by the bright colors. So I think that that is something that people don't talk about that much. It okay. was just like, oh, Jim Carrey was just being Jim Carrey. But like, there's so much stuff about the Riddler in this movie that people don't talk about in terms of uh,
1: cool I'm stuff wanting to be added. Bruce and being jealous, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, when we cover this in the Patreon, because in the Patreon we're covering the different like comic book origins, uh, the uh, I I was kind of looking at all the different origins of Riddler because we did have the Bachelors on, and the Bachelors were just like there wasn't really an origin of the Riddler uh, when yeah. they took up on the script, and people in the comment sections were just like, well, yeah, there was, there was in the comic, and like yeah, there was, there was the animated series beforehand, and I was just like, I I agree, there was, there was an origin in the comic, there was an origin in the animated series. Here's the problem; <laughs> those
1: origins sucked. <laughs> that's <So. laughs> where he gets like a leprechaun outfit or something from the not circus. Even, not even that.
0: Not even that. That's oh, actually okay. in one of the drafts here, but he, they didn't even have that back then. It was literally just—he's uh, a smart dude. He likes puzzles and he wants to feel smart, so he's just going to dress up and fight crime in a green outfit with question marks.
1: <laughs> he just loves Rubik's cubes and Sudoku and Wordle.
0: And that was yeah before <laughs> the, Wordle. The, wor-
1: <laughs> the Wordler dude. That's the new. That's the, the new wordler. one. The Wordler,
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So we'll go more into it on that because I'm sure people are just like, "Well, wait a minute." Because uh, you not can't
1: you can't go buy the fucking comics if the source material really does suck. It's when yeah. you take a stamp on the fucking mythos. Bill at Finger, that point,
0: Bill Finger, you know, really gave us the quintessential superhero origin with the whole death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. He did not apply the same energy to the origin
1: of the Riddler. Let's <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> He was more of a hero guy. (laughs) Wasn't really the villain guy. Yeah. I mean, didn't Jerry Robinson make fucking Joker? Uh yeah, but Bill Finger was the
0: one who came up with the chemical bath origin.
1: Oh, okay, so we did have that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he's got okay, he's good at that then. Mm -hmm. Never mind. I take it back. (laughs) It's
0: still better, still better than the Riddler origin, where it's literally just like, I like puzzles, I'm smart, let me take on the Batman. (laughs) it's like uh, really <laughs> which ironically would have fit in with Schumacher's tone but they're like no let's actually do something that psychologically makes sense
1: so that sounds oh, cool oh man fucking <sighs> you know we're not going to get into this too much but who's a live action if you watch the fucking QAnon documentary on on HBO mm-hmm. that guy is like a real life fucking riddler <laughs> okay it's 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 I'll real check it out. Well, you know,
0: Matt Reeves is drawing from real life inspirations anyway for this upcoming.
1: Dude, he he fucking drops clues online. He fucking has mobs that do shit for him. And they're evil. <laughs> 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 Sorry to get political, y'all. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it, I mean, it's it's about as close as you're going to get. Yeah. It's got Q in the name, questions, riddles. I mean, that shit it's true. It's so yeah. it's so close, man. Art that, influencing life. Uh, dude, it's wild. It's wild.
0: Yeah. Well, let's dive into some of the stuff we didn't get to see into the final film of uh The Riddler. So uh let's start with the Peter David novelization. Yes. Oh, man. So check out that episode if you haven't already. But there's a very important
1: friend sequence. of the podcast. No, nope. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Peter David. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. So anyway, the novelization. <laughs>
0: It does have a chapter that <laughs> Peter David added himself, because this is not in any of the scripts, but it shows a young Edward Nigma around the time where Bruce's parents are killed. And Edward Nigma is an outcast at school and mainly turns to puzzles as an outlet and other kids bully him. And he feels his kinship to young Bruce Wayne when he sees the newspaper article from eighty nine that we saw what Vicky Vale saw it of the of the image of the of Bruce Wayne alone after his parents are killed and uh, edward sort of feels this kinship of us being outcasts in a way like nobody understands us that type of thing and so that is peter david's way of explaining that uh, you know the psychology behind edward enigma's obsession of bruce wayne because when we meet him in the movie he's just already like oh you're my idol and stuff And they didn't really go that deeply into like how that happened
1: but so this is one of the David good did something else this is this is uh he did a good job with this basically
0: David did a great job, yeah. With yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, with the novelization, and uh, it he also adds a, like a nice moment later on where Bruce Wayne notices that Nigma's got the article about the deaths of his parents from way back then, from like twenty something years ago, in his mm-hmm. cubicle and stuff, and it sort of sort of disturbs him right before he tells him like you know your project raises too many question marks and that stuff. So uh, check that out. <laughs> check out our episode on the novelization. And check out the novelization and stuff, but it is—it's an important part, and it does establish kind of a cool young Edward, young Bruce Wayne connection sort of thing. Okay, so, uh, but let's move into the actual scripts outside of Peter David's novelization. So, as we talked about in our script deep dive, the Bachelors originally gave the character the name of Lyle Heckendorf, not Edward Nigma. Right. Right. Uh, the idea was Edward Nigma was an alias. And uh, which kind of makes sense. The, the pre, you know, the post-crisis comics sort of adapted that by making him Edward Nashton and then turn
1: Edward Nashton into Edward Enigma. So um, that's since, right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, it depends on just how, what you draw the line at silly comic book stuff? Because yeah. if the guy's name is fucking Enigma, <laughs> it's fine, but it's almost a different tone. If you do that, if you start, so I can right. see why they wanted to do this kind of, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it fits the tone of the Schumacher films, to be fair.
1: it That's it, true. Yeah, it's a, it's a 66 show, yeah. so. So,
0: since his name wasn't Nigma, he didn't end up with a company named Tech. His name is Lyle Heckendorf, so the name of the company was Hec-Tech. <laughs> So
1: <laughs> Hectech, yeah, so I think we went over this.
0: Yeah, and instead of bright red hair, he would have had magenta hair, as described in the uh, in the script. And um, I didn't really see this brought to life until I saw this concept art by Carlos Huente that... Um, you know Logan was redoing the Robin Williams art over, but this is the original concept art that sort of brings that Lyle Heckendorf Riddler to life. It looks,
1: it looks like he's got like Doc Martens on, like he's punk rock a little bit. Yeah, uh, big shoes, big yeah, big 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 Doc Marten shoes. So, yes, yeah, that's cool.
0: So uh, we have some concept art here as well of Lyle, aka Edward, using the box on his boss Stickley. Really interesting hairstyle. It looks like he's basically got shaven sides and then a lot of hair at the top. Um, yeah. Very interesting concept art here. Uh, in this scene, Edward uses the invention of the box on himself and on Stickley, but in the original Bachelor's script, he also would have accidentally uploaded a crossword puzzle program into the computer, which then would go into his brain. Explaining his obsessions with riddles. It's unnecessary. Uh, that's, I'm glad they that's, cut
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm glad that's cut. It w- probably would have been that. delivered via floppy drive, to yeah. <laughs> Floppy disk.
0: Yes. So, uh, he, yeah, we did not have that. But there was also another scene where he would have used the box on his landlady as he is uh, sort of playing around with it. And I didn't realize this until Dan found it on a um, auction stuff. But there is concept art of this scene of Edward Nigma using the box oh, on his landlady over here. So uh, that's pretty cool over here. So, nice. Uh, this is kind of a, a preview for our eventual Batman Forever concept art episode that we'll do after the Batman's released. Maybe we'll wait till when Zach's back. Hello, Peanut.
1: Peanut's back, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> another. This is another Peanut break. Oh, Cats look at, at this. Cats at the
0: ready. Cats at yeah. the ready. Here we go. Finally, it's happened. Hello. We did, we Hello, did it.
1: <laughs> we finally did it. They're going to podcast now. Get me the fuck away. (laughs) (laughs) Master Bruce. Yeah, their podcast went to shit when they started talking (laughs) about their cats too goddamn much. I clicked it the fuck off. (laughs) We don't give a fuck about your cats. All right. fine, then. (laughs) Back to the rules. So, Talk about some more Batman shit, you dweebs.
0: (laughs) How about the origin of the Riddler costume? I'm about to bring you guys back. So. One of my personal favorite cut scenes of this was something that Andrew hinted at, which is that in the original Bachelor's script, Lyle Heckendorf follows Bruce and Chase to the circus where they're about to see the Graysons die. And
1: mm-hmm. they go to
0: a fortune-telling leprechaun. And Lyle decides he wants to get closer to Bruce, so he knocks out the leprechaun, takes his leprechaun costume, and tries to pose as the leprechaun to Bruce Wayne. And then Two-Face takes over the circus, the the flying Graysons die, and Lyle ends up meeting Two-Face briefly and escapes, but he escapes wearing the Leprechaun outfit, which then evolves into the Rither outfit. This was apparently, according to The Bachelors, it was actually Joel Schumacher's idea to explain the outfit, and it makes a lot of sense, because there's not really much explanation in the comics on why he wears green. I mean, to be fair, he didn't wear you know the bowler hat in the very beginning. That was something from the 66 show, but still, there was not really an explanation of like green with black question marks. It was literally just I got a costume now. Yeah. So again, yeah. trying to uh, have some sort of psychology to it. Even in these silly Schumacher films, they still tried to do that.
1: That's cool. I mean yeah, that's a right. that's a pretty cool uh pretty cool one. Yeah. Uh origin for that for that particular thing. So yeah.
0: yeah I liked it. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's not in the movie and instead it's something that he gets from his sort of like creepy mannequin looking guy in uh in the box that he's got there in his apartment. So uh, that's where the what they went with instead. Uh, one criticism I do have of the Jim Carrey Riddler is that the Riddler doesn't actually send riddles before his crimes in Batman Forever. He right. only sends them as clues to his identity, to Bruce Wayne. However, in the original script, he does do that. He does leave riddles behind on his crimes, and they're presumably clues to the next crime. Uh, funny enough, and this goes ties into just the general problem with this Riddler character, is um, the... <laughs> I forgot if I told you this in the Batman Forever script deep dive. It's pretty much insert riddle here.
1: In the <laughs> they, because it's hard. It's hard to write the fucking riddles. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. But yeah, it, I mean, it's that's got to be tough. That's another. That's like a different skill set from writing a script. So, especially
0: yeah. like if you think about it, it's amazing what they did in '66. Because yeah. they had multiple episodes of the shit. And the riddles there are more inane than anything we ever see in the comics now.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. it
0: just shows the level of talent that was involved, you know. So all the people who sort of like shit on 66 for being campy and stuff, you just don't appreciate the art <laughs> that went into th- all of that. All just, just the creativity that you need in order to write the riddles for that specific version of the show is incredible. So, yeah, I could uh, see how
1: it would be It'd be the toughest part for sure for writing this character,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so they decided not to even write them in <laughs> until the last minute. It seems like uh or at least not in the original drafts of the script in uh in Batman forever so the the script does have does feature the riddles in there. uh one deleted scene does have the Riddler using the box to throw Batman off his scent and give him crime alerts in different places where he's not actually striking so Batman hurries over and finds that he's at a beauty salon when he's supposed to be stopping a robbery that type of stuff so right we covered this in our $10 Patreon where we reacted to the clips of deleted scenes Yeah, I had never seen
1: this it's, it's crazy man yeah
0: yes uh <laughs> there's that hairdresser's comment where she's like a little off the ears Batman <laughs> I'm just like yeah this is definitely 66 inspired because that would fit perfectly in in the Adam West era you know yeah so, that's what Schumacher likes. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'd also have gotten to see the Riddler's brain grow as the box sort of gives oh, him more and more dude. people's stuff. So he would have been like the leader in the Hulk.
1: Yeah. That's cool. I, I do yeah. think that's kind of cool. It wouldn't fit his bowler hat anymore. It'd be funny <laughs> yeah. if it's just like trying to fit on top of that fucking <laughs> dome. In <laughs> the next scene, he's just got a giant
0: one just <laughs> propped on top of there. <laughs> yeah. I had to get a new one. So, <laughs> yeah exactly Yeah, uh, Akiva Goldsman when he did the rewrites on this he added a scene that I don't know if this was even shot but probably not Two-face in the, well I mean it is in the comic book adaptation as we're seeing here but they take hits off of the box and it's like them passing joints to each other so check out <laughs> this bottom right panel of <laughs> <with> Two-Face who says <laughs> oh my god Jim Morrison was right, <laughs> and this is about what. And Two Face says
1: everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah, this is. Uh, they're smoking that. Um, <laughs> smoking wh- that intelligence. The intelligence, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm glad this wasn't in it. We didn't really need it, and uh, yeah, there's just not. There's not much that's salvageable of of the Tommy Lee Jones Two Face in in Batman Forever. You kind of just have to accept him as ridiculous as he is, but don't expect any a lot more depth to him in the in the cut stuff, even if they release the Schumacher cut. I doubt that there's anything. So
1: Donner chronic. I was trying to do a callback like we, uh, yeah, like yeah. we <laughs> love to do on this show. <laughs> Donner chronic.
0: Check out our five part series on <laughs> Superman. Seventy eight.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. At
0: some point, we'll go back, but we're just having too much fun on unmade stuff.
1: Well we have a we have a fucking Batman movie coming out. It's you know yeah. gotta ramp up to that.
0: Exactly. And we have a Batman audience. Yeah. So uh the Goldsman draft also said that uh, at the Enigma Tech party, he would have dressed up as Louis the Fourteenth. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why. I'm just like, this is random as fuck. Thank God they scrapped it in favor of what they did in the final movie, which is again another layer of depth that people don't talk about. Everyone talks shit about the Schumacher films. They don't talk about just you know, Edward Nygma deliberately has the same exact hairstyle, same suit as Bruce Wayne, does the whole mole thing so he can be Bruce Wayne. He's literally trying to be Bruce Wayne. And even though he's got the look, he's got the company, he's got the riches in the party, you can still tell it's not enough for him
1: in yeah, the scene. I, I think when I saw this when I was a kid, this aspect flew over my head. Like, mm-hmm. when I saw this as an adult, when we rewatched it for that episode, I was... It's like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. I, uh, But I just, I don't know. I was a dumb kid. I didn't get it when I saw it.
0: <laughs> I don't think, you're, yeah, this is one of those where I'm. I, it's not supposed to be there for the kids. Like, as okay. kid, like, I don't remember getting this as a kid. I okay. just kind of, I might have gotten it a little bit when, like, Bruce puts on the glasses and Edward puts on the glasses. And then Bruce <laughs> yeah. takes off the glasses and then Edward takes off the glasses. Like, right, maybe I would have right, gotten right. that parallel. But, like, you just don't think about that stuff as kids. You're You're here to watch Batman fight 2 Faces thugs. You're here to watch Batman and Robin fight Two-Face and Riddler in this movie. Right, when a kid. right. So right. you're not here for that stuff. They didn't have to go this hard <laughs> into the, uh, into Edward's psychology for this tone, for this type of thing. Right. But I just, again, it's one of the really underrated aspects of Batman Forever is the Riddler and, and this aspect of it. the The inferiority complex, the never really getting to be who he really wants to be, who is Bruce Wayne, where he, he has all the stuff, and it's still it's still grating to him that Bruce is there, uh, and you see that in Jim Carrey's performance. As much shit as people give to him, just being Jim Carrey, he is playing it very much to the character's pain
1: in the scene. Right, 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 right. So, uh,
0: in the original script from The Bachelors, the Riddler also figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman, like in the final movie, and this is before he does it in the comics when he found out in Hush. But uh, in the movie, it's because Bruce tries to investigate the box machine, and Drew Barrymore here turns the machine back on when he's still in it, and then Edward sees that he had bats on the brain and figures out that he's Batman. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in the original script, he actually saw footage of Robin fighting, and Cross referenced it to Dick Grayson's moves in the circus, and he's just like, ah, Robin is Dick Grayson, so that must mean that Bruce Wayne is Batman, which I think was a lot better. Yeah, that's cool. uh, That script, yeah. So... Uh, that's that's him figuring it out with Two-Face there. And uh, Riddler also would have been continuing a tradition that started with the Burton movies in Batman 89 Joker says gonna have a hot time in the old town tonight when he <laughs> electrocutes that guy to death uh, with the joy buzzer and then Selena says the same line to Bruce in Batman Returns and in the Goldman draft. Riddler blows up the Batcave and says, <laughs> gonna be, have a hot time in the old town tonight, which you know, Carrie would have, you know, just devoured the scene. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's all he does. To say that. Yeah. <laughs> when you and, were a kid, by the yeah. way, were you, mm-hmm. did you like two face at all? Cause to me it's all about Jim Carrey.
0: I like them both, but I didn't, I don't think I really knew, uh, just how much deeper two face was supposed to be.
1: Yeah. I was just like, sure. Oh, he's just
0: a bad guy who flips a coin and looks cool. I didn't. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I liked. But...
1: I liked Tommy Lee Jones, but I mean, dude. Again, we had seen Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura like mm-hmm. a billion times, and then he does a Batman movie. It was just yeah. a match made in heaven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He is the main villain of this movie. Two Faces kind yeah. of just there working for him and stuff. Yeah. So basically, it's, yeah. It's it's uh it's because the studio mandated the two villains. You know, if they didn't do that, um, then you could probably do a version of this movie where it's just Riddler in some way. Maybe Definitely. figure out some other way to kill off the, the Graysons or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's somebody was going to suffer. In this case, it was the the characterization of Two-Face.
1: Yeah, uh, I think if, if you know, whenever he did Men in Black, he was told by Barry Sollenfeld, the director, I believe anyway, mm-hmm. to be you're going to be funny by not trying to be funny. You're the straight man basically, yeah, right? Yeah. And kind of feels like he probably should have done that in this. Yeah. Cuz I, I know they were trying to go full Batman 66, but if he had played a little bit more straight, maybe it would have made it would have would have been better ultimately.
0: Yeah. Yeah, some of it is the some of it is frankly the characterization too in yeah, what he was given, yeah. but yeah. Um Riddler's the one who just flat out storms Wayne Manor and blows up the Batcave. Like he's he does more damage than Penguin did when Penguin stormed Wayne Manor in that Batman 2 script that was unmade. You know? Definitely. Like he does way more shit. Like he basically they Bruce got lucky in this movie. Right. Because Riddler could have just killed him. It's only because of Riddler's mercy that Batman doesn't die in the scene.
1: <laughs> he's a, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Oh, man.
0: <clears throat> Riddler also would have referenced Joker after saying the gonna have a hot time in the old town tonight. He says, who used to say that? Somebody always used to say that. And then yeah. that's kind of a hint back to Jack Nicholson's Joker. So that would have been callback. Uh, Riddler cool. takes Chase hostage and uh, the original scene between the two of them where he's got the, the jogging jacket uh, would have been much darker. Chase would have Notice that Riddler is overloading his brain with the information from the box. I mean, a little obvious in the original script when his brain is basically exploding into his head. Um, And uh, Riddler doesn't want to listen to her. And so he knocks her out with the syringe saying, nap time, gorgeous, as we see here in the comic book uh, adaptation, but also in this picture behind the scenes uh, of stuff. So that is a scene that was never gotten to see.
1: Cut scene. Oh, my God. The
0: final cut but it is in the original script and it was definitely shot because we can see it here in this Yeah, that's this crazy. Photo. So
1: okay, uh,
0: this would have led into the big confrontation at Claw Island, but in the original script, there would have been a very interesting version of the final headquarters of Claw Island that is described as an intertwining complex of geometrically impossible castle like stairs and walkways, <laughs> like the illusions of Carl Escher or MC Escher. So... Basically, Batman would have had to have faced Two Face uh, in the lead up to Riddler. He would have faced Two Face in something like this, in trying to chase him. That would have been Batman. insane, man. Would have been insane. I imagine they, I imagine Schumacher and the studio looked at this and they're just like, "That looks amazing." It's also going to be hell. Yeah, we it's can't. We just can't man. shoot this. I'm sorry.
1: I I, yeah. I, I, I am Schumacher. I am a genius, but I, I cannot. I cannot handle this.
0: So. <laughs> this apparently was an illusion created by the box where Batman says that he's being he's using theta radiation interfering with our neural receptors, which is sounds like The Bachelors are just kind of doing pseudoscience for this. Yeah,
1: that's like, um, a, you know, uh, Stan Lee says he doesn't know what a gamma ray is, <laughs> but he just you yeah. just use it in the comics yeah. for uh, for Hulk and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds it, it just sounds, sounds like, nice. It sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, you went wrong, though. He Gamma Ray sounds cool. It does. You yeah. know, so it's it just works.
0: Riddler. And the, the last thing about the Riddler that is cut is that he goes for the jugular and pulls a scarecrow in the original Bachelor draft. And he uses the box to force Batman to rewatch his parents get killed again and then shows him. Projected images of the Joker, the Penguin, and Catwoman. Because remember, would have been was, cool. Yeah, this was written as the sequel to Batman Returns, and that's what it was intended to be. Until nowadays, they're rewriting it. That you know, the Burton verse has its own continuity. So yeah, uh, script went through many rewrites. As we know, some of the stuff I mentioned was cut before they even shot it. Other things were shot, as we saw. But ultimately, Batman Forever was the last time that we saw the Riddler before the Batman, but there are many other instances where we almost got to see the Riddler, and we're going to cover those after the break. It's time to tap in with the HyperX QuadCast S microphone. The stunning HyperX QuadCast S features dynamic, customizable RGB lighting, a convenient tap to mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns, so we can broadcast crystal clear audio whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the quad squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. Come on in, what can I get you? Sure I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover and all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Take a time machine back to before the world went to hell around the year 2000.
1: The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games, that's what I want to talk about.
0: If you're cool enough,
1: join us and listen to Less Than 2000, because that's all we talk about.
0: Adam and Chad live Less Than 2000. Lord
1: have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying Time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all.
0: As you might have heard... And we're back. So, we are going to discuss more of the unmade Riddlers after Batman Forever. So, let's fill in the gap between Jim Carrey and Paul Dano. So, first thing is, Jim Carrey was in consideration consideration to return to the role as the Riddler in the unmade Batman 5 script, in Batman Unchained, as I covered in the video essay for The Myth of Batman Triumphant. So, Carrey's Riddler would have been one of many villains haunting George Clooney's Batman in Batman Unchained, which, again, is interesting now that I've covered that in the original version of Forever, he would have made Batman see Joker, Catwoman, and Penguin. So right. They really you know, wanted this. He's like, that was my shtick. When yeah. in reality, really, that's more of a Scarecrow thing anyway. So Yeah. Uh, I think it's more appropriate. So Jim Carrey's Riddler was ultimately only in one movie, I guess, so far, unless they bring him back into some sort of multiverse thing, which would be insane.
1: That would be incredible.
0: It would be, yeah. <laughs> Older Jim Carrey is a darker Riddler. I'm down for that. So
1: meets Dano. Oh my god. Maybe That'd be nuts though. I don't. <laughs> if they should, I just I don't, don't know see, see do that the
0: multiverse. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do multiverse with that.
1: Yeah, the Reeves Reeves one is his own thing. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, the animated Riddler, however, lived on after Batman Forever. So John Glover did the voice of the Riddler for Batman the Animated Series, and. Uh, <laughs> Unlike Batman '66, they were just like this is a uh, tough character to write for, so let's just uh, not do it that much. So <laughs> 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 they didn't like writing the riddles, and they threw out a lot of scripts. And I guess you know more power to them because they got to reinvent a lot of other characters, like uh, you know Clayface's origin, Mister Freeze, right, which was a big right, one, right. Harley Quinn. Um, but yeah, just John Glover is great in the role, and I do like the episodes. But ultimately, I don't think the animated series version of Riddler he's just not in the same echelon as like Mark Hamill's Joker or Mr. Freeze or any, and any of those it's, it, it's still good. It's still a category, but it's not, you know, I wouldn't put this in the S tier. Um, at least in terms of specific episodes, characterization, I think is fine, but it just doesn't make much of an impact.
1: Does Uh, he have a a question mark clause? Oh
0: yeah, he does. (laughs) What the hell?
1: (laughs) All right. <laughs> I don't
0: know if those are Those look like those are just going to. F- those just look really flimsy.
1: Yeah, they won't do anything, dude. It look, <laughs> it's like I'll get a little you curved, with my question
0: mark clause, Batman.
1: like little coat hangers at the end of his uh, <laughs> fingers, you know? Uh, those will just.
0: If those are solid, those are just going to break off when he tries to punch Batman or yeah.
1: something. Yeah.
0: So, uh, <laughs> according to a behind the scenes interview with Matt Wayne, who worked on Justice League Unlimited, they were supposed to or they wanted to put the Riddler into Justice League Unlimited. He was going to be part of their Legion of Doom um, because Riddler was part of the original Legion of Doom in the Super Friends cartoon. However, this is where WB comes in. They imposed what's called the Bat Embargo on the animated series, which means that they were cut off from using certain characters in the animated shows.
1: Oh, shit. Because
0: I guess they didn't want to... We can't confuse the audiences because, you know... We've got these live-action versions of the characters, and they'll totally be confused <laughs> at the same time. So for some reason, they were cut off from using the Riddler around the time of uh, Justice League Unlimited. Was there another Riddler around at the time?
1: I was just thinking, like,
0: what? I don't think so.
1: So <laughs> That's weird.
0: Uh, yeah, because um, Justice League Unlimited is like, what, 2001 or so, and then the, the next iteration of the animated Batman is like 2004. So anyway...
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's strange it
0: was dumb it was dumb but uh we will see the or hear at least the john glover riddler return again in the upcoming podcast revival of the batman animated series that they announced at the la comic-con so that's going to be cool so at least he'll return to the role that way but yeah that's they just cool. they weren't allowed to use this character but uh riddler did end up living on in the next iteration of the batman Get a, if you haven't seen this show's version of The Riddler, get a load of this. So, Oh,
1: man. I've never seen this, I don't think.
0: This is uh, the Marilyn Manson Riddler, as, as he's nicknamed. Um, but <laughs> he's got... Is he, is he from Norway, maybe?
1: <laughs> this is like Norwegian black metal or something.
0: <laughs> for those who... Uh, the aural listeners might not be able to see this. He's got long black hair, and then it also looks like he's got lipstick that goes down his chin. Uh, on like an upside or down, down, like
1: a down, the, down the, his mouth, like yeah. to his chin. Yeah. From the yeah. ends of his mouth to his, to his chin. So, <laughs> you know, it's interesting, but it, I just don't know how they work this look into the character. You know what uh, I mean? Well, but,
0: yeah. What's interesting to me is that despite appearances, he is basically the, the original Riddler in personality. You know, he's, he's actually a really good Riddler. Okay, um, and he's voiced by Freddy Krueger himself, Robert Englund. Oh shit! Uh, so That's he's cool. got he's got a good voice, and um, you know when they cover the Riddler's origin, he's basically just looks like this without the costume. He's just got the long hair, and he's a pale guy with long hair and, and a lab coat. You know, he's he it, it fits with uh, this version. It's just uh, very non traditional. This so would be a, a cool,
1: uh, It would be a cool obscure cosplay. That's true. Yeah. For sure, it's, I'd like to see this too. I, I'm sure a lot uh, of people hate this look, but it's <laughs> yeah, just do. metal enough for me yeah. to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I personally give it a pass. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do too, especially because
0: the characterization is is there. If it was something else, if they yeah. did some other take on it, then I'm like maybe not. But let's take a look at what. Led up to the development of this, so because we have some concept art of some of the stuff they originally did. So this next one I call Riddler the Hut. So
1: <laughs> okay, I don't know. This is... I don't know about this redesign though.
0: <laughs> we are looking at a uh, severely obese Riddler in this hooded outfit that is purple with green question marks, holding up bags for some reason of that are green with purple question marks. I don't know what they were thinking on this one, but this design ended up being repurposed for Cluemaster Master in the series, uh, who was reimagined as this kid who, um, who basically was humiliate humiliated on TV and sort of ate his grief and stuff, and then wants revenge later on for it. It's if you're going to reinvent, you might as well reinvent the lesser known characters. So yeah, I think they did they made the right call by James saying, Gunn like, Let's that Clue Master, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but there's another look that uh, is not. I've not seen it online. I had to scan this from the Andrew Farago and Gina McIntyre book. That book, again, (laughs) Batman, the definitive history of the dark Knight. Please get us, get it on our shop. But, uh, (laughs) we have this concept art of a very creepy Riddler on the left.
1: That's kind of cool. I, again, I, I know a lot of fans probably hate this shit, but I don't know. I just, I don't think riddles are fucking goth, (laughs) but (laughs) you know what I mean? But like aesthetically, a I do like this kind of look. It doesn't
0: necessarily contradict the character himself. You know, like he is meant to be somewhat of an outcast, as long as he's intelligent, you know? Yeah, you know what? It's there. Yeah. He doesn't need to look like Frank Gorshin all the time.
1: Norwegian black metal riddler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would that's that would be an interesting <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know what he's burning down. That story there those 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 dudes back in the 90s they were the, they would burn down churches mm-hmm. uh so, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to to kind of base Riddler on that fucking shit though. That's that's be that's a wild uh combination but mm-hmm. shit but then you also have to fucking make good riddles too. So I don't know. I don't know. As long as you got good riddles, yeah. So yeah, you got to mainly uh, have the good riddles.
0: The one on the left is interesting because he's bold and he's got the question mark on his forehead. And remember, this is 2004, so this is seven years before the New Fifty Two does this. But it continues this idea.
1: It's like the C and W on the Catwoman and that other one that we covered. Like, yeah, the newspaper strip. Pe- people just want it's you know people just want their look right on their fucking forehead. <laughs> you know. Damaged on Joker. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Exactly. It's, and it n- never really works. When is it the really like a Joker
0: tattoo, work. like a Joker card tattoo on Leto's forehead? That would have been worse.
1: <laughs> Joker's wild.
0: <laughs> so the one on the left is a bald Riddler with the question mark, and the dot of the question mark is at the center between his eyes on the mask. Uh, and then he's got like a bow tie, yeah. and he also looks like he'd be short. Like, it's it's a really interesting redesign. But ultimately, they went with Marilyn Manson.
1: I would go with, right. yes, Azriel Blackheart, the Riddler. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: as a goth. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, uh, man. The next one is an interesting almost Riddler, and that is coming from an interview of David Goyer, who worked on the Dark Knight trilogy. After the Dark Knight was released, Goyer said that WB executives wanted to follow up on Heath Ledger's Joker with the Riddler. And wanted Leonardo DiCaprio for the part since DiCaprio I remember just this Nolan
1: being yeah. around at the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, this didn't happen, but I can totally see WB just being like, "All right, next one. Riddler seems like a good bet because of the fact that he's another villain and he seems like he fits a realistic world." And DiCaprio is a good bet because like you gotta follow up Heath Ledger with another powerhouse actor, and Definitely. they just worked together on Inception. So, from an executive standpoint. It makes sense. Obviously, they went with a different Inception actor <laughs> for uh, for uh, The Dark Knight <laughs> yeah. Rises and a very different character. But, uh, you know, if they went with this, we would not have gotten Matt Reese's The Batman. That's uh, true. They at would least have the had to do something is. else. Yeah, yeah, or did a different character. Maybe the puzzler. Yeah, the puzzler,
1: <laughs> Clue Master. Paul Matt Dano Reeves
0: is the puzzler. <laughs> what
1: if the Matt Reeves verse is just Riddler number one, puzzler number two in the trilogy with the Clue Master? <laughs> we just want to stick with the formula that worked the first time. Oh, these fucking clues! <laughs> I'm so puzzles, goddamn tired of these fucking clues and riddles and shit.
0: Something's in the way. The riddles, puzzles, and clues.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's in the way of a good fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! By the way, I forget. Fucking Goyer has fucking full sleeves. He's yeah, been he spent. He went. He grew up going to punk shows or something. Looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> does not look the way that you would think a writer of comic book movies would. Look. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, this didn't happen for The Dark Knight Rises. And I think it's it's for the better on that. Let Nolan work with the characters he wanted to work with. However, I did want to bring up and go into a rant on this fan theory. So, Oh, like
1: God, yes. People, this was a big deal at the time.
0: Some people believe that we have seen the Riddler in the Dark Knight trilogy. It's Mr. Reese, the guy <laughs> in The Dark Knight who tried to blackmail Bruce Wayne because he figured out that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Does he do any riddles? No. Is his name Edward Nigma or Edward Nashton? No, his name's not even fucking Edward. They think that he is the version of the Riddler because his name is Mr. Reese, and that sounds like mystery. And I'm just like, if that's the case, then the Dark Knight trilogy has the worst fucking version of the Riddler ever. (laughs) But uh, we don't have to worry about that because I don't think that was intentional at all. This is a stretch. Jonathan Nolan wrote the Dark Knight, and he also created Person of Interest whose main character is named... Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese is just a name that Jonathan Nolan
1: likes. (laughs) So... I can see that.
0: This is one of the stupidest fan theories out there. I want this theory to die. (laughs) This guy is not the Riddler. This guy is just... He's just a side character for a couple scenes in The Dark Knight. That's all he is. Riddler's not in this trilogy. Nolan was not interested in doing the character. He was only interested in the ones we saw. And that's it. And that's fine. Let Matt Reeves do the Riddler. Let Joel Schumacher do the Riddler. Let the, character, let the directors who like the Riddler do the Riddler. We don't need to force the Riddler into the Dark Knight trilogy. He's not. Right. A, so Nolan had no interest. Zack Snyder, on the other hand, seems to have interest. So in Batman vs Superman, we obviously met Ben Affleck's Batman. But one thing we didn't get to see in the Batcave that was apparently a prop there, according to an auction, was this shirt. It's a purple shirt with green question marks on it. So that does hint at the Riddler's existence in um, continuity, which, you know.
1: He he loved the Easter eggs.
0: Yeah, which, you know, if Ben Affleck's Batman has been around for 20 years, I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that he's encountered any of the Batman villains. As far as I'm concerned, he
1: encountered everybody. He even encountered fucking
0: Batmite, according to Peacemaker. So, like, it's fine. That's
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Uh, Batmite, dude. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Kite man somewhere in the mix. (laughs) Yes. So
0: another Easter egg comes from Suicide Squad. So this is from one of the prop case files for the movie. It said that Killer Croc had Penguin and Riddler as henchmen, which is it feels like a stretch. I don't see any universe where Killer Croc employs the Riddler. But that's wild. let's, Let's keep in mind, this is a file prop on screen. It was it's I don't think it's really canon. They just need to write a whole bunch of shit in the files so that you know, you know Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag is reading something on screen. That's about it.
1: Yeah, the, you know? yeah. Don't put much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, stock into this.
0: Uh, let's go into the biggest thing we can put stock in, which is that Zack Snyder released outlines for the sequels to his cut of Justice League, and it identified that Riddler was originally going to be the villain for Ben Affleck's Batman in the Batman uh, before they decided to go with Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. Uh, So I guess in the original idea that they were thinking was Riddler shows up in The Batman, uh, Ben Affleck's The Batman, and then gets recruited by Lex Luthor into the Legion of Doom or the Injustice League, whichever one they were going to go with. Uh, And he's recruited specifically to solve the greatest riddle of all, the anti-life equation.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I do think that's a good... You know, combining the Riddler with Darkseid's whole storyline yeah. is, is really cool. It's, it's yeah.
0: good. Yeah, it is It is great. So uh, we don't really have anyone who they cast in the role because they didn't really go forward with that. But one thing that I did not show in that episode when we covered the Justice League sequels was that Jim Lee did the storyboards for this and he did draw the Snyder vs. Riddler. Here he is. We got the long hair from the Batman animated TV show again. <laughs> Got... They
1: like this fucking, like, rocker. Here's your Driddler. Norwegian rocker. Yeah, Norwegian. Uh, he just needs the, what they call it corpse paint makeup, which is like the black and white. looks like Kiss, but more evil. Like, what if
0: he's got a white face with that black question That mark. would be
1: kind of sweet, too, yeah. Or like Metalocalypse, that TV show, sort of sort yeah. of makes fun of uh, that kind of thing, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny that this is in the DNA, because I... I didn't know it was like so hard in the like recent additions to the mythos of the Riddler, actually. I just still have the bowler yeah. cap dude in my head most of the time.
0: Yeah, and, and same here. To me, if you picture the Riddler, it's what you see in the original animated series. It's it's Frank Gorshin when he first shows up in 66. Now the, everybody's trying to do this reinvention of the Riddler from this rocker look to the Zodiac Killer, as we're seeing it in Reeves' The Batman. So it's interesting to see them branching out into different I, takes.
1: I don't think that he'll have long hair though. I feel like he, I don't think in, so. the, in the Reeves one, I think he's going to be like an, like an incel. <laughs> I, I fully type.
0: expect him to look exactly like he did in prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> right down yeah. to him getting beaten up. <laughs> Cause that's what happens to Paul Dano in every movie, every movie. I mean, <laughs> that, that, it, that's why he's cast
1: that, that epic shot uh, in um, there will be blood. I've mm-hmm. talked about this before, but, it's it's fucking movie making, dude. Like it, it it looks like um what's the guy's name uh Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. It, it, it's a long uh, dolly shot tracking from left to right. He's it looks no no no. It's Paul Dano walking to him, about to like say a word, say a word to him. It mm-hmm. looks like he's kind of gonna own the scene, mm-hmm. and and then Daniel Day Lewis just when he finally when it, when the tracking move ends. And it lands right on the on when they finally meet. Daniel Day Lewis smacks the shit out of him, and it's just—I don't power. know, man. Yeah. It's a, the 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 magic of cinema or something. Like the way that was done is so well, mm-hmm. so well done. I felt like, uh, and yeah, he gets the shit beat out of him mercilessly <laughs> in that movie. And I think we're gonna there see will be that blood prisoners. So yeah, like
0: he's hired so that Pattinson can beat the ever-loving shit out of him in the That's, Batman. That's why it's here.
1: Or maybe he's the one he doesn't beat the shit out of him. We'll see. We'll have to see. Reeves will flip
0: the cliche. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
1: You kind of want him to punch the Riddler, though, in the middle of asking a fucking question.
0: (laughs) Especially if half of this three-hour movie is Pattinson yelling in the Batmobile trying to find Riddler trophies. So, of course, he's going to beat the shit out of them. But we're not going to see. It's unlikely we're going to see the goth rocker look of it with the tattoos of the, uh, the question mark, which... I'm wondering if this is a, a lift from the Earth One Riddler, as I've brought up here. So the Earth <laughs> One's Riddler also has that fucking question mark tattoo around his eye, too. So I'm just like, why does everybody want to put the question mark on his goddamn face? He doesn't uh, need to I don't do know.
1: that.
0: Just yeah. make it, is it too unrealistic to have a question mark on your clothes? Like, I don't I don't understand this. But it's just sort of what they've decided to go with. Well, or wanted to go with, at least in the in that specific take on uh, what could have been the Snyderverse Riddler. Who knows? If they actually made it, they might have done something differently. I don't know. Right. Right. So we didn't get to see the Riddler in the Snyderverse, but we are going to see Paul Dano play Riddler in the upcoming movie. Apparently, though, Dano was not necessarily the original choice, which is kind of hard to believe considering how perfectly cast he is. Reports say that Jonah Hill was in heavy consideration offered both Penguin or Riddler uh i think he would have been better as penguin but uh dano got the part and i think he's just a better choice you know yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm really excited about dano yeah uh, in this role and here he is yeah here we are we finally finally made it look at this guy
0: very much inspired by the zodiac killer the outfit is less you know the dick spraying frank gorshin black question marks on green and more of uh army surplus store type of look. I mean, even this face
1: thing, right? Is something that anybody can buy at an army surplus store, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I forget what this shit's
1: so. called, but it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a full face mask. That's not something made by the movie studio per se. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fucking army item. Yeah. So, so
0: that does explain the green to be fair. That's it's not a true. leprechaun outfit. That's it's true. not a leprechaun outfit in this world. Uh, and it's got the question mark and, uh, you know, it's very much grounded in serial killers like the Zodiac killer and real life serial killers that were covered in Hunter, as, uh, Matt Reeves has cited. So
1: that is, uh, <laughs> the cat is going crazy today on, on I, this Riddler. Yeah, I do, I, I, sorry guys. <laughs> Peanut, I can't control Riddler. This. Peanut really loves the Riddler. Everybody, Peanut,
0: Peanut is so excited for Paul Dano. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> God. Um, Uh, This is is
0: funny because I feel like if you showed me this Riddler in 2012 for The Dark Knight Rises, I would have hated it. I think I'm a little bit more accepting now
1: for Uh, it because... You've grown as a fan. uh, I mean, I think I'm just...
0: I think I'm more accepting of the fact that you have to have a take on it. Mm. And having a take is usually going to mean that it's just not going to look exactly like the traditional comics. It's just not going to. It's, going to yeah. it's not going to do it. You're going to have some inspiration from something else, and that's your take. If it's like <clears throat> one example that comes to mind is when they they really neutered the Justice League from Zack Snyder, and it was the Joss Whedon version. It was something that just didn't ha- feel like it had a take. It Didn't feel like it had a voice, among other different problems. But ultimately, it was just like, yeah, this is this is just fluff, you know. It's just us trying to catch up to the Avengers, and then you watch the actual Snyder cut, and just like, oh, this is a story about like trauma and healing and inspired by Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Like, it had a take.
1: Yeah, exactly. It. So
0: yeah. I'd rather have a take, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. I wouldn't necessarily do Riddler this way. But it, it's at least a take, and I'd rather have that. I'd be more interested in that than just like, oh, yeah, let's just make him look like the animated series, and he does riddles and shit, and that's about it, and he's exactly what you expect I, in the comic. I,
1: I mean, people take a shit on Snyder's uh, Watchmen because it's it's almost not a take. It's It's just exactly the... The comic, so yeah, uh, except except for the ending, of course. But it's a little
0: yeah, it's a little mixed because technically he does (laughs) like it's it it's like they take a shit on it, but they also take a shit on like the way he did it, the way he has like the slow mo sex scene and the music (laughs) choices. I'm just like yeah, but that's his take.
1: Yeah, you gotta allow his take. (laughs) Yeah, this is a problem with it's sort of a problem with the internet, which it 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 help I think it, it helps sometimes. Like like the Sonic design, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, I think yeah. the internet came to save the day on that one. But there is something to be said about just let an artist be an artist. Mm-hmm. Let let a person have a take. Um, not everybody has to agree with it. We're we're because of like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and Reddit and everything. We kind of have like art by community now. Yeah, and the like Snyder is seemingly like he's one of the directors that's like really. He has a take like we've said, but he he seems to really like have his hand on the pulse of the internet forums as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, that that art by committee is not always good, man. Like really yeah. really good art is something that not everybody's going to like probably. Mm-hmm. You know, that we call them four quadrant movies these days. Uh, I forget what each quadrant is, but it's it's your Star Wars, it's, it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's for everybody. And, uh, you know, Marvel and, you know, like Spielberg and shit, generally, they've been pretty successful at making like making four quadrant films. But movies don't have to be that way either. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have a lot of friends that hate Deadpool for the humor. I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. That's but at the same time, that's a take. I mean, it's pretty close to source material, but still like that, that specific style of Ryan Reynolds humor Mm -hmm. that's not for everybody man and i get it like you're not a huge fan of james Gunn's humor i think but that's yeah i'm not it's common to hate it but yeah yeah you don't you don't super Mm -hmm. love it and i think that's also a testament to what comedy does like comedy is super subjective anyway Mm -hmm. so uh yeah there's my rant everybody
0: i think i think if you're not if you have people who don't like your stuff Then that shows that you have a voice, you know, like yeah, shows that you you have a distinctive because it's just like it was something for everybody. There is something a little too neutered about that. There's something a little too,
1: yes, you know, safe,
0: and, and it doesn't feel like a voice. It just feels like you're you're just a cog in the machine. So, you know, I'm this take on the Riddler. I'm like, all right, I'm open to it. It's not something that I, you know. It's not necessarily my take on the Riddler, but it is Matt Reeves's take on the Riddler. Let's see it happen. And there's nothing really saying that he's not going to evolve <laughs> into a form of the Riddler business suit later on. You know, like it's everybody's evolving. Catwoman's in a fucking like ski mask beanie thing for her cow, but yeah. he could very much train <laughs> you know change into something else. You know, so yeah, it's, they said. It's well, they, they keep
1: sa- they keep saying that Batman's kind of already more or less figured himself out i mean still got some growing to do of course but Mm -hmm. the criminals in this movie what they keep saying is like they're kind of playing catch up they're still figuring out their origin yeah so yeah i feel like these are
0: origins of these villains so there's going to be some evolution so maybe we're not necessarily going to see this look stick i don't know i don't have any inside information this is just my speculation
1: We'll so, see. I like. I yeah. do like this design. I think it's it's cool. It didn't jar me mm-hmm. really at all uh, when we when we saw that first trailer with something in the way with Nirvana. Mm-hmm. We like we we you know immediately, this is going to be dark as hell. Yeah. You just can't. I mean, maybe you could, but this just kind of makes sense with this tone more than a guy in a bowler hat.
0: Yeah, you know? and I'm also trying to picture him in the standard outfit doing the duct tape thing and i'm just like it's <laughs> yeah. not. it's not that it's necessarily cheesy it just doesn't have the same effect it doesn't have the creepiness to it the way that this does dude so. it's so
1: creepy man yeah. it's so intriguing and we we're not watching the trailers anymore uh so mm-hmm. maybe he's been in the trailers but like the trailers we've seen you don't even see his face you hear his voice a little bit mm-hmm. it's so mysterious like they barely yeah. show the fucking main guy
0: yeah which I'm down for, you know. Yeah. The more that's saved for the movie, the better.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, we do know from the announcement, however, and from Matt Reeves, that he is named Edward Nashton, which this article from Inverse had this headline saying, why Paul Dano's Riddler casting news has us worried about the Batman. is <laughs> not the problem, it's his character that has us concerned. And then it cites that Dano's version of the character will be named Edward Nashton, a departure from the comic books in which he goes by the name Edward Nygma.
1: This is one of those times that we all like.
0: 1989 Secret <laughs> Origin series. It's established Riddler's birth name was Edward Nash, and then he changed his name to Edward Nygma, similar to what the Bachelors did with Lyle Heckendorf to Edward Nygma and the Riddlers. So Reeves is drawing off of the post comics, cri- post Crisis comics and verse, something that was established 33 years ago. We.
1: <laughs> This is the Whoops. thing that we talk about. Like yeah. Love it when the director or the writer can really stick it to people that think that they know yeah. something.
0: Oh, he's not Edward Nigma. What does this mean about its faithfulness to the comics? I'm yeah. just like, it's that it's faithful to the comics.
1: It's uh perfectly fine, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. I wanted to add that in because I know this is your favorite genre of debunking. It's <laughs> it's it's, it's up there. It's up
1: there. I mean, to to play devil's advocate maybe the writer they was just told to like write something real quick about this and d- I mean mm-hmm. still they should have done the research but these you know Google it's just bullshit internet articles yeah, yeah that's true that's true yeah
0: alright so that does bring us to the end of the Unmade Riddlers did you have a favorite Unmade Riddler or favorite tidbit of this episode Norwegian maybe
1: this Black Metal <laughs> Riddler <laughs> He's yeah. kind of cool, man, and I could see like if they made an anime Riddler, dude, he would probably look oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like That's they true. always draw like that. Well, not always, but it's a common kind of look. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like <laughs> again, I don't know what the fuck a goth look has to do with fucking riddles, but <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of down. I'm kind of down <laughs> for it. Although it's true that like, just like well, you know. How can, I, how can I put this gingerly? People in the music scene, in any music scene, not just metal, some, a percentage, a small percentage, are full of themselves. <laughs> okay? So you, mm-hmm. you could maybe weave a tail that way and connect yes. those dots. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that was my favorite tidbit of this whole fucking thing, man.
0: I'll still take that Riddler over any version of Riddler with a question mark on his head.
1: Dude, I agree. I don't like it that, that much either. I like, yeah. I will. if we're ranking them though, the staples in the head are the worst. and The, <laughs> the, the hush one? Yeah. The, yeah, but the, uh, the tattoo on the eye, it's like, yeah. you know, it's not ideal, but I like it more than the staples.
0: I like it more than the staples. I will yeah. excuse the Riddler in the Harley Quinn animated series because of the fact that that's supposed to be it's the harley quinn show <laughs> you know like right. it's it's it, it's supposed to be a comedic take on stuff so i'm just like if you've got jim rash from community the dean from community as the riddler who sets up his own community college <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as the yeah. riddler sure make them bald give him the question give him the new 52 look all right that's fine you know i'm fine yeah. with that, for that um i'm i'm glad again i'm i'll take the zodiac killer riddler version as well over the bald forehead question mark there
1: as well <laughs> yeah so, that them just taking a God. shit on him and hu- on hush too which is unnecessary but yeah, i I, yeah. I i like the riddler okay i'm sure he's some people's favorite it's not my favorite but i do see why he's like kind of a-list s-tier kind of villain it, it, do you think and this is more of a probably an edgelord kind of uh thing but mm-hmm. is there a certain sadism I guess all of his villains have some sadism to them, but mm-hmm. like if you don't get this question right, this riddle right, then I'll hurt you or something. Oh yeah. kind of this sadistic. Yeah, he it, it's it's his. It's in um. It's all it's all connected. Those th- those things.
0: I think the best example of that is when Wally Wingert voiced the Riddler in. I think it's the Arkham City trailer that's specifically Riddler based, where he's like taunting the people who are in the death traps. Oh sort of like yeah yeah type yeah Death tra- traps' trapezing just like he has some line towards the end of the trailer where he's just like you'll know as you're bleeding on the floor and dying that the riddler is better than you so <laughs> yeah that's like, cool it's, it's kind of the the superiority complex i mean the, the, wanting to feel superior because he deep down feels inferior that's it's an I inferiority the, complex yeah 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 exactly it's it, i think that's the heart of the riddler wanting that's cool. to be better than everyone else because of his intelligence you know the the comics show that he Uh, that's what he wants to do even the the modern modernized versions have stuff where he turns to the puzzles and 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 learning things and intelligence because he's an outcast he has no other connection to to human beings so like that's a that's his only way to cope is like well i must be better than all these people in order for me to to cope with this idea that i'm alone and that nobody likes me and, and you know i'm a complete loner so that is uh it's the sort of the tragedy of the Riddler because if he did use that intelligence for good, he could have been part of Batman's team.
1: That's true. Yeah, you could know. have helped out with the detective shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Paul Dini does explore that in some comics too, where the Riddler is reformed and is a private eye, and Batman's not sure whether to trust him. But I think that does show that the Riddler can be a good detective, and I think that's fascinating. It, it shows oh exactly yeah, definitely. Said, you know, it shows exactly what I said that like the Riddler in another life, if he was a good guy, could have been uh, you know, a big asset. He could have been uh he could have done a lot of good and stuff, but he's got that inferiority complex. He wants I to mean, feel better than people.
1: As a character he he I mean, what other villains really rival try to really go directly against the detective aspect of, of mm, Batman, that's true. you know? That's true but, too. You know, there's that's one way you can achieve good writing is having i mean you know this right having the having the villain go up against just a, a certain aspect say something to the hero yeah you know what is the, what does the villain say to the hero what does the what does the hero learn from the villain about himself shit like that
0: i think we're getting that in the batman based <laughs> hopefully, off of the, the hopefully yeah based off hopefully. Of the trailers and the interviews i'm just like i think you know, There's a very specific reason they they chose the Riddler, and it looks like they have a very specific story they have in mind where Riddler stuff ties into to Batman and Batman's growth. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's necessary for uh, for bringing the Riddler back. Definitely, so cool, man. That is superhero or supervillain stuff. You should know. Big thanks to our research assistant Dan for providing a lot of the visuals for this episode, as well as, I promise, these remaining Batman the Animated Series storyboards and concept art that we left off of our episode because we just had way too much shit to show. In that episode, these come from the Batman animated book from Chip Kidd and Paul Dini. That's cool. And uh, these are all from different episodes. So this is The Forgotten. Uh, this is Robin's Reckoning. Laughing Fish. Uh, the Man Who Killed Batman. That great soliloquy. The eulogy, I mean, that uh, Joker gives to Batman when he thinks Batman's dead. Uh, all sorts of different storyboards and stuff that all come from the Batman animated book that I think is uh, no longer in print anymore. So, Okay. You can only really see it here, or it drops $700 or something on Amazon or eBay. So,
1: Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a lot. So uh, this is really cool to sort of see the behind the scenes and the storyboards on uh, on a lot of these. That uh, you know is part of our childhoods, is part of what defined Batman for us. So
1: that's cool. That's Looks great. We
0: well, the Joker, aka Zach, is locked up in Arkham Asylum, <laughs> aka Parenthood. So <laughs> for the next we're... eighteen years, <laughs> he'll be back with us in eighteen years. <laughs> yeah. So we're just gonna read comments here ourselves. So uh, one comment from Jim on our unmade versions of Catwoman. Jim says. Wasn't there a room with some historic-looking armor on display in Justice League when Batfleck was undressing and talking to Diana? I think the armory may have had a brief semi-return there. Well, it definitely wasn't in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but it was in Justice League as part oh, of the research. yeah. Yeah. Well, that just shows how memorable it was. Yeah, uh, I, I, I totally
1: forgot about this shit. It just doesn't make the same impact
0: as uh, King of the Wicker People in uh,
1: 89 it just looks kind of barren too it's like the the 189 had like 20 to 30 pieces of armor in there some shit right this has like three yeah
0: and it's just like some random room in the bat cave it just looks it honestly looks like it could just also be part of a penthouse suite in wayne tower like it just it it doesn't have the bat cave feel to it uh and stuff and just kind of seems like it's randomly there so yeah Oh well, but thanks, Jim. Jim's right on that. Uh, next one comes from Alex Guzman, uh, saying uh, on the ranking the bat suits in live-action film and TV. Alex brings up that Lewis Wilson's suit was actually blue, not dark gray. Okay. Now, when I bring up that Lewis Wilson's suit was dark gray, I meant the black and white stuff. I don't know what it looked like on set, uh, but apparently, according to different sources, it may have been blue so uh let us know alex about the official sources on that but what i'm showing here is uh, a still from the movie and on the right is a custom figure uh by an artist named terry reynolds of lewis wilson's batman but in the bla- uh, on the blade the blue and gray version of it so uh would make sense batman was in blue and gray at the time yeah. so it would make sense that his costume would have been blue when they were making the movie however I don't know. I do think I remember reading something, or it was an interview of Johnny Duncan, who was Robin in the next serial, that uh, the costumes had a certain color to them, but I don't remember what it was, and I'm having trouble trying to find that interview. So, uh, help us out. Let us know. It's fun stuff. Cause we'll, oh. Man. <laughs> Peanut agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut's like, let us know. It's I'll just, let you know.
1: He's filling in for Zach this episode, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. <laughs> He's trying to be the Joker for the Joker's Fireside Chat. Oh my (laughs) God! Yeah, he really wants to come in. Don't. He's back. Oh, hi Peanut. This is the most he's ever been in one (laughs) episode. (laughs)
0: episode, (laughs) That's when he's on the screen, he's quiet. But when he's off the screen, he's yelling.
1: Oh my God! All right. So,
0: uh, so that yeah, that's the Lewis Wilson Batman. Thanks, Alex. Send us uh, more info on that if you have anything else on that. Uh, Next is an email from Paul. Paul G, who's another one of our fans over in uh, you know down under in australia that's cool paul says i'm really enjoying your btas podcast i remember recording it on vhs for my son when it was first shown on australian tv on saturday mornings forgive me if i've missed it but i grew up with another batman animated show from 1968 batman and robin i can't recall your show referring to this one at all uh we did not because we were not around <laughs> at the time i've so probably seen, seen some
1: that. <laughs> I've seen some epi- I think this might have been on Cartoon Network a, a little bit I haven't mm. seen a whole lot of it but I, I think I've probably seen an episode or, or two back when it mm. aired on somewhere I, I want to say Cartoon Network because there was a time when Cartoon Network was first starting up they didn't have any of their own shows so they just yeah. play it was like how boomerang is now it's mm-hmm. pretty much exactly what what it is what it was gotcha. so um, yeah possible
0: yeah uh, I think I've only really seen the uh, intro stuff so okay uh, Paul says can you tell us anything about this series I assume it was heavily influenced by Batman 66 I believe they made up their own villains for the show as well as including the usual ones I remembered it had a catchy theme tune which had a twain guitar during the end credits which he sent to us as well when I watched so yeah I mean this is not one that I'm super familiar with um, didn't make you know it, it doesn't have the same impact as as V-Taz at all but it's certainly one that we want to cover because we want to discover everything Yeah. On here." so uh, at some point <laughs> we'll cover more of that and we'll let you know uh, Paul says lastly during your podcast on B.T.S. unused concept art you were discussing the long cape having a front wrap which you commented hasn't been in live action you did suggest maybe when Batman is waiting for Rachel to wake up in the Batcave yeah sort of as we I have the image here uh, that Dan pulled up for me of Batman in that scene where you can kind of see the, the cape wrapped around in the movie uh, I have another shot later but uh, Paul argues that there's a different shot that this is shown he said I would suggest this scene right after Falcone Falcone is cut down from the bat signal uh, so we have that here where it's Batman on the building kind of mostly the silhouette of him after his first night out and straps Falcone to the light uh, that is sort of the makeshift bat signal mm-hmm. which is cool yeah, that's um, cool problem is you don't really get to see much of it <laughs> so like it did yeah technically it does you know you're right Paul on that um, absolutely this is a cool shot you know, uh, I just wish that there was a little bit more of that type of stuff or more of the, the cape in front. I was thinking of this promo shot of uh, oh, Bale yeah. with the cape wrapped around, which is where it's a lot more obvious than in the, the final film.
1: Um, it's got to kind of go all the way to the center of the chest, right? It looks like a yeah. robe, kind of.
0: Yeah, and the material doesn't help either.
1: <laughs> yeah. It looks, like, it looks like a robe, basically, yeah.
0: <laughs> if this was the, you know, the Heaton-type cape with the leathery look to it, then that would have cooler. But here, with the memory cloth version, it looks like he's got a velvet blanket. <laughs> it looks like he's cold snuggy. and he's trying to get warm.
1: <laughs> this, this is snuggy. Yeah. Get your bat snuggy, man. <laughs> oh, man. So,
0: yeah, and I think the cape clasps on the suit are what prevent it from draping over the symbol.
1: Yeah, they, so. I think it's. it would probably be a different rig, maybe, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, completely different. Yeah. It, just for that, the shots up. to do that, it, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a stunt or anywhere. It wouldn't be the normal suit. They'd have to do it just for that one shot, maybe. I don't know. Definitely. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, Paul says, Still loving the show. I listen to each week driving to and from work, and looking forward to your comments on The Batman next month. Well, Andrew and I are going to see it a couple days early. Two yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks to the fan screenings that they uh, they put up. So uh, he says, cheers, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for your support. Thanks for your emails. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, a lot of the stuff that you send over. That's awesome. Coming soon to HyperX.com, HP.com, and more fine retailers. The HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless.
1: The Cloud Alpha Wireless gets up to 300 hours of battery life, so you'll spend less time charging your headset and more time charging into action. The dual
0: chamber drivers enhanced by premium DTS Headphone X spatial audio provide reduced distortion, allowing you to hear audio cues with pinpoint precision.
1: Up to 300 hours of battery, two chambers, zero wires. The new HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless.
0: Andrew with the shoutouts.
1: Oh man! Thank you uh, for those comments. We also want to thank Shasta Leom, O Super Inframan, Douglas P, Dan D, Aaron Willett, Nick Noah, Jeffrey R, Asgar's Web, Jeremy H, Alex of the What Mean Podcast, Ian Justice, Jared P, Jamie H, Rochelle L, Matthew B, Skyler T D, Sketchcraft, Braxton W, Renee V, JD, Logan Wood, who is at Shame Helms One Two One on Instagram, Griffin W, and Daniel V. And then we have our other supporters. Who, <laughs> Who is uh, Sparkageddon SCCC Productions Robert Schumann Noms, Matt Herring Elijah B Shamrock Balls Ian H E&H, Walter the Wobot John Wells Rye Guy, Jackson Putnam Tway N Watson Who is Stagebat On Instagram And Joey Who is W.media On Instagram And Paul G
0: Who were just added Because of his last email
1: Yes Might as well Yeah we might as well Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other supporters yes indeed but yes thank you thank you Paul All right, so yeah please join the Shasta Army that is our $1 tier on patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod that's the $1 tier gets you the shout out $5 tier gets you a whole other show on Fridays, so you get us twice a week cancel anytime Um, this show you're listening to now is every Monday the Patreon show is every Friday so check that out again cancel anytime $5 a month that's like what a dollar or you know i'm not that good at math it's like a dollar an episode Neither or some shit yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> something like that a little over a dollar yeah, so, yeah a little a little, over, you yeah, get, a little over yeah
0: you also get access to the backlog as well so if you're new to it then you got a shit ton of content to, to cover because we started in 2020 on that stuff so a lot of a lot of episodes
1: Yes, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, you get the whole backlog, so there you go. You could, you, <laughs> we probably shouldn't say this, but you could binge it for a month and, <laughs> and fucking cancel if you wanted. Don't but, kill them that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to do it anyway. So <laughs> uh, yeah, $10 tier gets you all the previous tiers plus access to the monthly meetup. You meet up with us on a Zoom-like uh, meeting uh, and we all uh, discuss a topic at hand and uh yeah that's a 10 dollar tier monthly it's uh it's a meetup that's monthly everybody so yeah check that out uh sure. and then superhero stuff pod merch that's uh, superhousepod.redbubble.com superhero stuff pod.threadless.com get your ben man indeed wizards and that guy that's not here right now <laughs> zacula yep we got we finally get his shit on the store and he leaves because <laughs> he has a kid has a kid anyway yeah so work
0: baby shirt
1: a <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> that'd be funny actually uh yeah so <laughs> a picture of, it's Who's like a dad father? father and son they have a matching uh matching shirt. To be hilarious yes. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Artwork by Stefan Santa Cruz. Please send us audio that's trickling in. Thanks, everybody, for doing that. Send audio clips of you saying something, anything, to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on YouTube, thunderwolfdrew.com, as has my whole portfolio of shit that I do, except for Amanorecon. That's A M A N O R E C O N.com. We are. Getting closer to doing more things, I know it take it just takes forever, man, but it's coming. It really is mm-hmm. coming. Uh so so yeah. Uh it's uh yeah, it's R rated, uh like original idea. I think Power Rangers meets X Files meets Stranger Things, uh, but R and bloody, but still a comedy. So uh yeah, there's gonna be an Indiegogo campaign for that and that's it man
0: shout out to comic capital on instagram for your support as well as the everything entertainment club on clubhouse you can follow our social media on twitter we are superhouse pod instagram superhero stuff pod tiktok superhero stuff pod vero also superhero stuff pod my website is ben Juan where you can read a whole bunch of my scripts including the gotham script gotham vampire where young bruce faces off against the mad monk the spec script for Elementary called *The Death of Sherlock Holmes*, a modern update on the classic story, *The Adventure of the Dying Detective*, and uh, *Curb Your Enthusiasm*, Disneyland. The *Curb Your nice. Enthusiasm* episode that they could never make, because there's no way Disneyland would let them. Uh, and then no, uh, my never. YouTube channel, yeah, my YouTube channel is in the description below, where you can also check out my audio on *Doctor Who*, *The Ruin of Time*, where the Eighth Doctor meets Miyamoto Musashi. My Instagram is Benwan Writer. My cat's Instagram is Alfie Pennyworth Cat, and if you have an Alfie, or a cat in general, then you can also get your cat. The Whisker Box, the only cat box with a crazy cat lady and gent. Uh, you need to get so Peanut you,
1: this just so, so he'll you, shut up during recording. Go play! <laughs>
0: You're saying that uh, you get Peanut with the Whisker Box?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So.
0: Uh, but if you don't have a peanut or an alfie or any sort of cat, <laughs> then that's fine. If you have a dog, then you can get the bark box, y'all. You can get the your peanut dog alfie exactly <laughs> crossover
1: Crossover comic. There was a brief <laughs> one
0: in this, this episode where we saw yeah, both of them together. That's true. So, oh, ginger man. cats. So, yes, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, the bark box, y'all, is the bark box for your dog. So, you can get the first month off free, valued at $35 using our promo link. Let us know if you have actually used it because I'm very curious if anyone has actually taken this up on the offer.
1: For the love of God, get your dog <laughs> some shit that he would like.
0: For the love of your dog, please. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> for the yeah, for the love of dog. Yeah, love of your dog. Yeah. Okay. You can
0: find all the stuff at superhero slash shop. eBay stuff, barkbox, whisper for days for your hiney, all sorts of shit. All at superhero slash shop. So. That is it. Back to Andrew.
1: We, and not Zach, want you to do us a favor. We
0: want you to tell all your friends about it.
1: Black metal, motherfucker! (laughs) What a poser.